Hello everyone and welcome to this special Ossert Conference podcast. I'm Patrick Gray. Our coverage of Ossert's 2010 conference is brought to you exclusively by Microsoft Forefront Securitar. Respect their Securitar. And in this interview, we chat with a bit of a legend, Whitfield Diffie. He's universally credited as one of the creators of public key infrastructure. And he was the opening keynote speaker at the Ossert conference. I grabbed Wit for an interview in the hotel lobby bar and started off by asking him if he's disappointed that PKI hasn't been universally adopted yet. Well, I guess I am disappointed that uh, email encryption in particular hasn't has proved to be too big a pain in the ass for anybody, me included, to make much use of it. Um, I got into cryptography imagining it was going to make some monumental contribution to freedom uh, by allowing that particular sort of privacy that's necessary to you know to, to discuss politics in private prior to doing something in public. And I feel as though I and everybody else use far too little of it in that respect. And sometimes I feel, reflect on this, that curious about what public key cryptography did and didn't do, and to put it very negatively, it changed cryptography as a network security measure um, from a non-starter to an also-ran. And the reason I say that is that if you look at what real network security is, the important thing about the internet is that it's a network in which friends talk to enemies. Unlike a classical military network in which friends talk to friends, you have lots of people, they may not even have enough basis for communication for establishing some sort of public key security. Uh, You know, you think about a salesman. A salesman is interested in qualifying the customer. That means, does the customer really want what I have, and does the customer have enough money to buy it? The salesman doesn't really care about anything else. His commission turns on whether he can sell this customer. And so whatever formal is very hard to have formal mechanisms for security that really are going to transcend the salesman's interest in the substance of the conversation rather than the form. To what, to what do you attribute the fact that we, we aren't using enough of this now? What is the, what is the reason? Well, I think, that, I think that public key cryptography made it easier, but not easier enough, easy enough. And I think that... Uh, cryptography as a security measure is something that requires some degree of coordination between two people. And that makes always makes everything more difficult. The other thing about it, perhaps, I mean, if you, the, the one thing that doesn't require coordination, of course, is to use it for storage and protect storage. The trouble with storage encryption is that it violates the basic paradigm that makes communications encryption sort of tolerable, namely... Uh, communications keys are sort of by doctrine of no value. If we, if we have a communication and it fails, we rekey the connection and we try again. Storage keys are, equally, are just as valuable as the data you're storing. And so that's, uh, that changes the whole key management phenomenon in such a way that you really sort of need backup of some kind or other. And once again, you're coming to involve multiple people. So I think this is a little like, you know, there's a phenomenon said that if a faster ship joins the fleet, the fleet slows down. 
uh, because the problem of coordinating uh, the various uh, components uh, outdoes the uh, outdoes any advantage of the fact that you know the new ship ought to be able to keep up with them, but they have to they have to accommodate each other, and that slows them down half a knot or whatever. I, I think similarly that the more people have to be involved in any transaction, the more lugubrious it becomes, and the less you know, the less people go that direction. That's the best I can do for an answer. I mean, in general, I am very interested in 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 history of cryptography and the development of crypto mathematics and cryptographic algorithms and stuff, but I don't. It's for most purposes, one wouldn't want to go back to using the sort of things that were used 40, you know, 30, 20 years ago. So, future of cryptography, 10, 15 years, in a, in a, in a high-level sense, do you think we're going to see broader use of PKI? Do you think we're going to see people walking around with, you know, more smart card sort of based chips with private keys on them and things like that? I assume so, but I, because I, there are things... I don't know any other way of doing a lot of things. And I think... I think the basic problem of PKI is economic. That is to say, like the development of a, of a radio network or something like that, or telephone network, a cryptographic capability becomes more valuable the more people have it. So it shows exponential growth, right, is one characteristic. The other is that it needs upfront investment and it has a, a down-back return on investment. So, um, according to McConnell's, uh, who was head of NSA at the time, testimony to Congress in 1994 or so, they spent uh, $14 million to build their key management facility and had had a $16 million a year running budget. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot of money, but industry isn't organized in such a way that somebody can just put that in and bootstrap the whole activity. They really need to show a return to their investors within a year or two or something like that. And so that makes it hard to get a public key infrastructure started. And then, of course, it doesn't help that we had a variety of competing, you know, propositions about how to do it. And so... Uh, well, every time the government wants to step in and sort of start issuing keys and stuff like that, everyone gets very uncomfortable. Well, I mean, and that's one of the, the, see, I think I said something about this this morning. The... U.S. Department of Defense is a large organization, has, has more than a million employees, but it's a very tightly organized organization as things that size go. And that gives it the luxury of appointing what's called the Executive Agent for Communication Security, which is NSA, and issuing regulations that says everybody will do what NSA says about the following things, and they'll all get their keys, keys from, from NSA's foundry. And that there's not imaginable how that could be done for the whole world, right? I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a joke to suggest, you know, oh, well, we're going to have the central facility at the UN, and it'll, you know, they'll rent some office space on 42nd Street, and they'll manufacture all the keying material for the whole world. And nobody would believe it wasn't under U.S. control. And uh, so that is, well, there are various things. I mean, look, basically... The structure of the Internet, it seems to me, calls into question the whole authority structure that is called security in classical terms. And so I, it's not actually clear to me exactly what you can rescue that, will, that people won't be able to poke fun at because they're looking 
from the point of view of more unified organizations uh, that had had uh, more unified security models.